let me share a few things with you and then i'll lead us in prayer and then we'll go home this morning amen let me share some things with you um i want to talk to you about operating in the wisdom of god operating in the wisdom of god proverbs chapter 4 verse number 7 in the new king james version proverbs chapter 4 verse number 7 is the principal thing Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. So what that means is that there is in the school in there in the school of life, wisdom is the school principle. Did you get that? In the school of life, uh, the principle of that school, his name is wisdom. And all of us, if we will submit ourselves to the school of wisdom, then we'll be able to excel in life's affairs and every areas of our life. So what is wisdom? It is having insight on life and the appropriate step to take. A lot of us, we know what to do, but we don't know how to do it. So wisdom is knowing the how-tos of life, the how-tos of life. I think it was Mike Murdoch who said that, that you don't have a, a marriage problem. Rather, you have a wisdom problem. He said you don't have a money problem. You have what? A wisdom problem. You don't have a health problem. You have what? You have a, a wisdom problem. He said that our, all our problems or most of life's problems can be traceable to the deficiency of wisdom. That anything I don't have today is as a result of the fact that I don't have enough wisdom in that very area. Amen? Amen? So, but thank God that this very month here, uh, this month of May, we are not going to experience any shortage or deficiency in any area of our life because the wisdom of God is at work in our lives this very month. Amen? All right. So wisdom is knowing the how-tos of life. It is knowing what step to take in order to get to your desired destination. It is knowing what step to take for me to get to my desired destination. A lot of us, we have a desired destination. We know where we want to go, but we don't know how to get there. So wisdom is knowing how to get there. What step I need to take? What move I need to make? As a matter of fact, Proverbs chapter 24, verse number 3 and 4 says, Through wisdom is a house built. And by knowledge, all the bedrooms are filled with all the furnitures. But that's what it says. Through wisdom, a house is built. So if you want to build your house, you cannot do it without the operation of the wisdom of God. Then Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse number 15 in the, in the new international version of Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse number 15. It says that the, the labor of the, of the foolish man, it just wears everybody out. Using uh, chapter 10 verse number 15. Yeah. With, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse number of 15 says that the man uh, is just going around. There you go. Fools are so exhausted by a little walk that they can't even find their way home. I like it in the NIV version, the new 
international version says everything the man is looking for they're tall or fools where is them they do not know the way to town in other words everything they need is in in downtown but they don't know how to get there but this month you will know how to get to your downtown whatever uh, you know our downtowns are different amen your downtown might be health your downtown might be to purchase a house your downtown might be ministry or business but the bible tells us that through the wisdom of god we know how to get to town amen Amen. So wisdom is knowing what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. See, there's a difference between the wisdom of God and the wisdom of the world. Does the world offer some type of wisdom? Yes. But there's a difference between God's wisdom and the wisdom of the world. In James chapter 3 from 13 to 16, in the Passion Translation, here is what it says. So there's a difference between divine wisdom and worldly wisdom worldly wisdom is you know the world say well this is how you do things this is the step you take this is the move you need to make in order to get there but that is completely opposed to the wisdom of god james chapter 3 verse number uh, 13 to 16 in the past maybe one of you can help me locate it then we'll just read it and then we'll just uh, um, uh, move, uh, move on. James, uh, James chapter 3. Okay. If you consider yourself to be wise and one who understands the ways of God, advertise it with a beautiful, fruitful life, guided by wisdom's gentleness. Never brag or boast about what you've done and you'll prove that you are truly wise. The next verse. But if there is bitter jealousy, or competition hiding in your heart, then don't deny it and try to compensate for it by boasting and being phony. For that has nothing to do with God's heavenly wisdom, but can best be described as the wisdom of this world, both selfish and what? Devilish. So wherever jealousy and selfishness are uncovered, you will also find many troubles and every kind of what? Meanness. So let me talk to you about the difference between the wisdom of God and the wisdom of this world. The, the wisdom of the world tells you to look out for yourself at the expense of others. That is the wisdom of this world. The wisdom of this world is rooted and grounded in selfishness. Look out for yourself. Are you with me this morning, church? The world will tell you, look out for yourself at the expense of others. Your immediate happiness is the most important goal for your life. The world's wisdom is rooted in selfishness. It is opposed to the God kind of wisdom. And there are a lot of people who will say, well, you need to use wisdom. Well, what kind of wisdom are, you, are they telling you to use? But you need to be very careful. You got to use wisdom. Well, you need to know that there are two kinds of wisdom. There is the worldly wisdom and there is the godly wisdom. The worldly wisdom is shaped and motivated and influenced by selfishness. Look out for yourself. Here is the, the wisdom of God. According to Proverbs chapter 1 verse number 7. The wisdom of God is honoring God. Reverencing God. Respecting God. Fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline amen 
Isaiah chapter 55, verse number 8 through 9 says, As the heavens are higher, oh, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thought so the wisdom of god are higher than the wisdom of this world amen and if you walk and operate in the ways of god in the thoughts of god then you'll be able to operate in the highways of life amen that's what the scripture tells us so acknowledging and honoring the lord with your life is the foundation and start of true wisdom true wisdom is honoring god and his word now, when you respect God's word, in other words, whatever God's word say, you respect it. You honor God. Whatever his word. See, you can't honor God if you don't honor his word. When we honor God, it means we are honoring his word. Whatever his word says, if his word says to forgive people, then you honor God by forgiving people. The word of God tells us to love people. You honor God by loving people. The word of God tells us to be kind towards people. So guess what? We honor God by doing what? Being kind to people. So whenever we begin to apply God's word, whenever we begin to do God's word, when we apply, when we respect his word, there are people who have no regard for, for the word of God. They don't care about what God, they live their lives with an indifference to whatever God's word say. In other words, this is what God's word say, but they say, I don't care, I do my own thing, I live my own life. That is dishonoring God. But when you begin to order your steps, you begin to order your life so as to please God. God, it means you are a wise person. Anytime you disregard God's word, anytime you, you dishonor God's word, you are acting in foolishness. You have no, you are not operating in the wisdom of God. So true wisdom is that I honor God and I honor his word by my lifestyle, by the way I conduct my life. Can, can I get an amen this morning, church? Amen. So, so let me share with you about some of the benefits that we get by operating in the wisdom of God. Wisdom will keep you from being stranded in life. When you operate in the wisdom of God, you can never be stranded in life. You know what it means to be stranded? It means to be without help, not to know what to do. This month of May, I pray for you that you will never be stranded in any area of your life because you are operating in the wisdom of God. Because you know the next step to take in order to get to your desired destination. Amen. 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 So, we see the example of Jesus Christ in John chapter 6 from 5 through 6 in the Passion Translation. We saw an example here. Uh, the Bible tells us that as Jesus sat down and looked out and saw the massive crowd of people scrambling up the hill for they wanted to be near him. So he turned to Philip and said, where will we buy enough food to feed all these people? Now Jesus, I love this statement. Now Jesus already before he asked them that very question he already knew he already got it figured out what he was about to do so what is the wisdom of god wisdom is knowing what to do i pray for you now and on streaming live that this month of may you will know exactly what to do part time in the name of jesus 
Can I get an amen this morning, church? The Bible says he knew what he was going to do. In other words, he wasn't going to be stranded. Let me share this with you. There was a need to feed the people. The people were hungry. The disciples did not know what to do. Jesus knew exactly what to do to feed the people. So Jesus was not going to be stranded. To be stranded means I'm in a place whereby I don't know what to do. I don't know what step to make. I don't know what step. I don't know how to pay the bill. I don't know how to be a mother, be a father, be a wife, be a husband. Through the instrumentality of wisdom, I know exactly what to do. Amen. We also see this in the book of John chapter 2. Uh, how the Bible says they wanted wine. John chapter 2 and verse number uh, 3. And uh, two to uh, John chapter two verse number three and five to ten. He said the wine the wine supply ran out during the festivity. So Jesus' mother told him they have no more wine. So that means they were stranded. Verse number five of, of John from five to ten says, but his mother told the servant, do whatever he tells you. The next verse. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled. He said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instruction. Well, look at this church. Fine. The people were stranded. They did not know what to do. But the one that knew what to do showed up. Because Jesus is our wisdom. The scripture tells us that Christ is the wisdom of God. Jesus is the wisdom of God. Is God's solution for humanity. Amen. So when the master of the ceremony tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though, of course, the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then, when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive. But you have kept the best until now. <laughs> when you operate in wisdom of God, you are going to be living your best life now. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So you've kept the best for the last time. So you and I will never be stranded. When there's a need in your life, the wisdom of God will be there to speak on your behalf. As a matter of fact, I am praying that your result this very month will be credited to the wisdom of God. God that is operating in your life. Say amen. Whatever you've been trying to do that was not coming together, you didn't know how to go about it, this month you will know exactly what step to take, what move to make to take you to your desired destination in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. Amen. And then the Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse number 10. It says, wisdom will help you succeed in life. Using a dull axe requires great strength. So sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It does what? It helps you to do a church. So this very month of May, wisdom will help you to succeed in your marriage. Wisdom will help you to succeed in your business. Wisdom will help you to succeed in your career. Wisdom will help you to succeed as a mother, as a father. Whatever is God's assignment for your life, wisdom will help you to do what church succeed. That means this month here, you are going to be so successful in whatever calling or assignment God has given to you because wisdom is at work in your life. Can somebody say amen this morning church? So wisdom helps you to do what? Succeed. Wisdom enables you to rule and reign in the affairs of life. In Proverbs chapter 
8 verse number 15 through 16 in the new living translation here is what solomon says he says, if you have wisdom because of me this is wisdom talking now because of me kings reign and rulers make just decrees here hear this one because of me wisdom says kings reign kings rule you and i we are kings and priests unto god and the bible said the way we have dominion over life situations is through the wisdom of god rulers lead with my help and nobles make righteous judgments i'm telling you that because of the wisdom of god you and i are ruling in our finances we are ruling in the area of our health we are ruling in the area of our relationship in our marriages we are ruling we are reigning it means to be on top in life that's what it, what it means amen it means to be on top in life wisdom helps you to rule and reign in the affairs of life wisdom will help you to rule in the area of finances how do I spend my money? How do I manage my money? How do I, should I buy this? Wisdom will tell you, don't buy now. Wisdom will tell you, wait. Wisdom will tell you, you need to save money. Wisdom will tell you this. So if we, if we will submit ourselves to the principle of life, call wisdom, then we can never be stranded in any areas of our lives. Amen. So wisdom means I know what to do. Whether I want to have a child, wisdom will guide me. Wisdom will lead me. Wisdom will show me what step I need to take. Even if you are in need of money, you are in need of resources, wisdom will guide you on how to go about it. Amen. Amen. I'll never forget this. Uh, in, in the old church, you know, we have about uh, eight and a half acres of land in our old church. But how did we buy that land? The land became available and uh, i remember back then we needed the bank so we needed sixty thousand dollars in order for them to give us 280 dollars. Uh, and i said okay god how do i get this sixty thousand dollars and and then as i began to pray and seek the face of god he gave me an idea of what to do in order to come up with the money and he turned out exactly the way he said and we were able to come up with the sixty thousand dollars are you hearing me? So I wasn't stranded in that very area. We were able to buy that very, that very, very uh, uh, land. Are you with me this morning, church? Here's another thing again. The men came to me and said, well, uh, I, I want to sell the land for half a million dollars. I said, well, I can't pay you half a million dollars. He said, well, there's a developer that already won that land and they are going to give me half a million dollars. I said, sir, if that land was ordained for me, I don't care what the name of the developer is. He will not go through. His, his bank statement somewhere, nobody will give him the money he needs if God ordained that land for me. He said, well, goodbye. I know I'm going to sell that land. I said, good luck to you. You know, he left, tried everything. And six months later, he came back. He said, my wife told me that if you are praying, I will never sell that land. I said, I am praying. Your wife is right. And, and we were able to acquire that land. And, and that land is still available right now. So let me, let me also share with you, because I want to lead you in a series of prayers uh, before we leave here this morning. How do you get wisdom? How, does, how, do, how do you get wisdom? How do you walk in wisdom? You know, A, through prayer. Through prayer. I pray when you pray when you ask God we read the scripture this morning in James 1 5 that if any man lack wisdom let him do what church ask 
Do you know one of the problems we have is that we have issues and challenges we're going through, but we will not open our mouth to ask him. We figure that I got this one. How many of you ever felt I got this one? I think I can handle it. No, I've been there before. I, I got this one. Then come to find out, no, I don't have this one. Have you ever been there before where, where you felt, you know, I got this one. I know I can. Then at the end of the day, Lord, no, 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 no. I need your wisdom. I want you and I on a conscious basis to say, God, wherever you face any situation this month of May, Lord, I, am, I walk in your wisdom. I desire your wisdom on how to handle this very situation. James said, if any man lack wisdom, let him do what church? Ask of God that gives to all men liberally and operated. No, that means he's not going to fault you for asking him for wisdom. He's not going to chastise you. He's not going to rebuke you. He's not going to upbraid you for asking for wisdom. Are you with me this morning, church? So here is what happened. In, uh, when Israel left Egypt, they came to a place called Mara. I believe it's Exodus chapter 15. Because in Exodus chapter 14, they had just crossed the Red Sea. And in Genesis chapter 15, they came to a place where they were thirsty and hungry. And, and they saw a well and they went to drink from the well. And, and the water was very, very bitter. The water was very, very bitter. And, and, and so they cried out and they began to complain and say, oh, what do we do? So Moses went and prayed. He asked God for wisdom. Okay, God, what do I do now with your people? The water is bitter. The place was called Mara. The word Mara in Hebrew means bitterness. They were drinking the bitter waters of life. And when Moses prayed, the scripture tells us something in Exodus chapter 15, that God opened his eyes and he saw a tree beside the well that was bitter. That's the wisdom of God in operation. The Bible says God opened up Moses' eyes. He saw a tree that was planted right beside the bitter water. And the Lord said to Moses, you cut that tree and put it in the well. And the well that was bitter before is now going to be a good water to drink. In other words, that tree beside that well is going to have a purification capability. It will have what it takes to purify the water so that they can drink it and not be hurt. When they came to Mara, they could not drink its water because it was a bitter. That is why the place is called Mara. Okay, let me just go ahead and I think I've already explained it to you. So Moses prayed. What was he asking for? Ask him for the wisdom of God. God, what do I do now? What step do I take right now? How do we turn the situation around? The Bible says, as he prayed, God opened up his eyes. And the moment his eyes were open, he knew exactly what to do. So whenever we pray and we ask God for wisdom, what will happen? Our eyes will be open. Open to do what? To see. Here is the question. When Moses was there, was the tree already there before they got there? Yeah. Was the tree there before they got there? But he didn't see it. His eyes were blind. He could not see the tree. Now, did God know that they were going to go through what they were going through? Yes. 
So he went ahead of them and planted the solution beside the problem. So this month of May, not any problem that arises in your life, in your business, in your career, the solution is right beside the problem. Wisdom is knowing God's solution for my problem. That's the wisdom of God. So this month of May, those of you watching me on streaming live, I want you to operate in confidence that if any problem arises, whether it's financial problem, whether it's health problem, whatever the problem may be, the solution is already available. And as I ask him, he will do what? He will open up my eyes and he will show me what the problem is. What the answer is. Amen. Here's another thing. There was a man who had cancer and I mean, they had done all night. They had gathered pastors and prayed and fasted and sought the face of God. But the pain of the cancer was excruciating. And he didn't know what to do. And so out of frustration, one day he said, God, either you heal me of this cancer or you take me home. Because I don't want to deal with this pain. I would rather come home than go with this pain. And he went to sleep. And while he was sleeping, God gave him a dream about a particular plant to go and use it. And, and it was a pastor. One of my dear friends was sharing with me about this pastor in, in Africa. And he began to use these herbs and began to participate in this herb. And just like that, the cancer just reversed. And he, now that launched him into something called the Hallelujah Diet. He was the one who started that. Yeah. So what am I saying? There isn't anything you are going through that whether you are a student... The answer is available. Whether you are a, a, a businessman or a businesswoman or you want to expand your business, the answer is available. And I choose to believe God that the answer is coming to you now in the name of Jesus. So the place of prayer is a place of what? Wisdom. A place of wisdom. In my life, oftentimes as I'm praying, you, while you are praying, have you had thoughts go through your mind? Like, do this, do that, call that person. Anybody been there before? In my younger days as a Christ follower, whenever I'm praying and, and, those, and I begin to uh, get, oh, oh, do this or call this, I used to bind the devil. I used to think that it was the devil that was just, in I mean, just messing up with my prayer life. And one day the Holy Spirit said, oh, it's not the devil, it's me. The devil is not going to tell you what I'm telling you right now. So whenever we pray, we need to stay sensitive to God. You know why? Because the place of prayer is the place where we come in contact with answers. Every time you go before God, you should live with answers. You should live with solutions. You should live with direction. You should live knowing what to do in your life. Amen. So prayer is one of the best avenues of the greatest area where we can uh, you know, develop wisdom. Another one is through God's word. Through the word of God. The word of God is the container for the wisdom of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse number 14 through 16. Here is what the, the scripture tells us. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 14 through 16. It's writing to Timothy. It says from, from childhood. But as for you Timothy. 
As for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learn it from. Verse number 15 says, And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures. You have known the Word of God. So here is one of the things that characterizes the Word of God. The Word of God is, has the ability to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. The word salvation there, the, the word is sotire or, 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 or sozo. Sotire or sozo, the Greek word. Sozo or sotire means, you see, sometimes we look at salvation as I'm saved from sins. My sins are forgiven. Yes, that's part of uh, salvation. But salvation is a compound word. Salvation is the umbrella, and under the umbrella of salvation is forgiveness of sins, is healing, is prosperity, is well-being, total well-being of your life. So the Bible says the scripture will enable you to be wise in salvation. In other words, you will know what step to take in order to experience the, what Jesus came to give to you and I. So if you stay away from scripture, you're going to miss out. I'll never forget this. It, back in 1999, we, were, we had just bought the land on Rockbridge Road to build our first church. And, and we, it, it was a, a Friday prayer meeting. We came to Friday prayer meeting. And you know how you're just thumbing through your, your, the scripture? It was an iPad back then. It was just, a, you know, like Brother, Bible, Brother Larry's Bible. You know, big like that. that we have. And my scripture fell into... I can't remember the exact verse, but but uh, Isaiah no is it Isaiah no Jeremiah chapter one, and my eye caught a scripture that says they will come against you, but they will not succeed. And I say, please, what does this mean? But my eyes cannot leave that very scripture. He said they will come against you, but they will not succeed. And I say, who is going to come against me? And you know the Holy Spirit is a teacher. He said, well. At that time, we were trying to rezone the land. And what the Holy Spirit was saying to me was that people in the neighborhood are coming to resist you. They are coming to fight you. But don't back down because they will not win. Okay, look at that. I am about to summon all the people of the northern kingdom. Declare the Lord. Their kings will come and set up their thrones and the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem. They will come against all us. No, no. Uh, well, maybe that's the one. He said, but they will, the, the final outcome was that they will not win. They will not succeed. Amen. They will not win. They will come against you. You are going to have resistance. And when we went to the county, I saw a group of people who are seated on one side. And I came there to defend, you know, our, that we want to rezone our land. And by the time I finished, this group of people just stood up. Men and women stood up. I said, we don't want church in our neighborhood. We do not want that. We want the road zoning not to go through. We don't want that at all. But guess how I felt? I had my hands in my pocket because I already have the wisdom of God in that very area. 
He has already spoken to me that they will rise up against me, but they will not succeed. They will not prevail. So I just allow them to go on just mouthing off, talking about this. No, we don't want no church here. There's too much noise. There's too much traffic. We don't want them here. I didn't even bother. I smiled and I sat down. And at the end of the day, of course, you know, we prevailed because we were able to build our first church on Rockbridge Road. But my point is though, where did it come from? From the scripture, from the word of God. Amen. Here's another thing again. You will, in Proverbs chapter 2 verse number 6, in Proverbs chapter 2 verse number 6, it tells us in the NIV version is that wisdom proceeds from his mouth. Every time God opens his mouth, every time God opens his mouth, you know what comes out of his mouth? Come wisdom. For the Lord gives what? Wisdom. From his mouth. From his mouth comes knowledge and what church? Understanding. This is why it's so critical for us to be able to hear the word of God. For us to sit under the word of God. For us to spend time in the word of God. You know why? Every time God opens up his mouth, wisdom is coming from his mouth. And what is wisdom? Solution. Insight. Answers. What step to take. How to solve life will begin to flow out of your life. Amen. And that is so critical. Another thing is that you will learn a lot of lessons from reading your Bible such as how to face adversity. How many of you, by reading the Bible, you've learned about dealing with adversity? How do you handle adversity? How do you handle difficult situations in life? How many of you, as you read through the scripture, you learn, you learn how to develop your faith, how to use your faith to handle life situations? How about when you read through scripture, through wisdom, you will learn how to handle difficult people? telling you how do you respond to them whether you are single whether you are married whether you are you're a single parent the word of god is the container of the wisdom of god and if you neglect god's word you do that at at your own uh, expense what about how to manage money as we read through scripture before all these writers on finances all these financial gurus the Bible is the fine. God is the financial guru. If you follow the wisdom of God, you will not be broke financially. No, you will have things. You're going to, he said, he said by me, he said, I will cause you to inherit substance. I will cause you to have something. If you see anybody who is going on in life and doesn't have anything, could it be it's because they are neglecting the wisdom of God? He said, because, he said, by me, he said, I will cause you to inherit. I will cause you to have things. If you follow God's wisdom, if you follow the word of God. The word of God tells us, he said, that there are two kinds of people. He said, there is one that behaved like a rich man. And yet is a poor man. He said, he said there are those who, who, who are rich, but they behave like they are poor. And there are those who behave like they are rich, but they are poor. What is he saying? I mean, if you read through scripture, there's so much wisdom on finances, on delayed gratification, all of that. The Bible teaches us to honor our mom, our daddies, our relationship, character, what to look out for. All this is available through the pages of scripture. Amen. When you read through scripture, You'll find out what people say about Jesus. The Bible said that they were wondering, where did he get all this wisdom from? How does he know all this? 
when he sat down in the temple with the Sahendrins and the laws and the lawyers and the doctors, they were all so blown away by his wisdom because he's not operating in human wisdom, he's operating in divine wisdom. I pray for you today that through the wisdom of God, as you open up your mouth, answers will come from your mouth in the name of Jesus. You know how you get promoted? Through wisdom. How did Daniel become promoted? How did Joseph get promotion in life? It's by solving problems. It's by having answers. It's by having solutions. Every time the, when, when Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and nobody could interpret it, nobody had the solution, nobody had the answer, and they were going to kill all the astrologers and wise men, and, and Daniel said, give me some days. Let me go seek the face of God. And he went and he began to pray, he began to seek the face of God. And God opened up the windows and he was able to see answers. And he came and told Nebuchadnezzar, the next thing is that Daniel was promoted above all of them. You will experience promotion this month because of the wisdom of God in the name of Jesus. That amen is too weak. Come on now, come on now. You will experience promotion is advancement. It's going forward. It's going towards your known goal through what? Through the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. So you learn about how Jesus operated in wisdom when the religious leaders came to trick him. Do you know in life there are times people want to set a trap for you? You know, they want to set a trap for you to fall into it. You know, and there's, have you had some people who come to you asking you one question, but they have a different motive at the back of their mind. They are trying to trap you. They're trying to, when you have the wisdom of God, you can never be trapped in life. Can you imagine when they came to Jesus, they brought a coin to him and they say, well, should we pay tax to Caesar or should we pay tax to God? What were they doing? They are looking for a way to trap him. They are, they are trying to find fault with him. And folks, the way this life is, there are men and women who do not have your best interest at heart and they are on your job. They're trying to sabotage you. They're trying to set you up. But the wisdom of God will not let them succeed in that very area. Here's what the, Jesus did. He took the coin and he said, wait a minute. Whose inscription is on this coin? That's the wisdom of God. They say, Caesar's. He said, very simple. You give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. They, they didn't know what to do anymore. <laughs> you know, they, came, they, they, they tried to trap him with the law of Moses. They said, well, uh, uh, is it lawful for, for divorce to take place? They said, well, Moses gave the, 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 the certificate of divorce that if you are no longer pleased with your wife, you can let her go. Just write her paper and let her go. They were just trying to trap. They were trying to pitch him against Moses. They were trying to see if he would say anything to oppose Moses. Just find him fault with him to trap him. But every time they came up with their worldly wisdom, the wisdom of God will, will supersede whatever they're trying to do. Amen. The wisdom of God will cause you never to be stranded in life or to be trapped. To be trapped means you are in a corner. You've been backed up to a corner. You don't know what to do to get out of that very jam. Did you get that this morning, church? Here's another thing now. Another way that you get wisdom is by praying in the Holy Spirit. Oh, man. This is a second, uh, uh, first Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 6 through 10 in the New Living Translation. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, 
What are you, this is so important. You have to learn to pray in the Holy Spirit. You don't pray in the Holy Spirit only when you come to church. Or whenever we gather. No, no, no. Every opportunity you get. You know, you pray in the Holy Spirit. I heard Dr. Casey Price, who just went to be with the Lord uh, this year. He said that for over 40 years, he prayed in tongues one hour every day. Every day, one hour every day. So what? Yeah, one hour every day. Here's what this, the scripture says in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 6. Yet, when I am among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom. Look at that. I speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or to the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. Verse number 7 says, No, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God. His plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. Verse number 8 says, But the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, if they, had they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. Then verse number 9 says, eyes, That is what the scripture says when it says, what eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But then verse number 10 says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secret. God's deep secret. God's deep secret. Whenever you pray in tongues, guess what? God's deep secrets are downloaded into your spirit, man. Let me tell you, I will never forget this. This missionary, the, the, the day I got filled with the Holy Spirit was on the 5th of October, 1982, on a Friday night at a quarter till 8 p.m. I will never forget that. 1982, I was a little boy. I, 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 was, in, uh, I, I was a little boy, and, and I went to, to, to church, and this man says, he said, look, God wants to talk to you but he does not want people to eavesdrop on what he's telling you. So he wants to talk to you in a coded language. <laughs> coded language. Because see, the devil can only block what he knows. But if you don't know, he can block it. So when we pray in tongues, we are, we are, we are, put that scripture there in verse number 10. He says, God's deep secret. God's deep secret. Look at that. It says, it like, for his spirit searches out everything and does what? Shows us God's deep secret. As you pray in the Holy Spirit, there will be a knowing in your knower. Have you ever known something and you don't know how you came about it? How do you know this? I just know that. I just know that in my Noah. I just know that I'm supposed to take this step. I just know that I'm supposed to do this. I just know that I'm supposed to make this move. I just know that this house is my house. I just know that this, this, is, I'm not, this man is not good for me. I, I just know that in my inner man. I just know that this is the move I'm supposed to make. I just know that. How? I shall pray in the Holy Spirit. That's why if you pray in the Holy Spirit only on Sunday morning, you are missing out because you've got issues on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday. On your job, as you pray in the Holy Spirit, 
Oh my God. What eyes have not seen, eyes will begin to see. What ears have not heard, ears, eye, ears will begin to hear. It will begin to enter into your spirit, man. The Holy Spirit will begin to communicate with your spirit. Deep calls for the deep. The Holy Spirit will begin to communicate with your spirit. Secrets. Secrets. Are you with me this morning, church? Secrets. Some of them is just for you to know. I, I, I got on an airplane in Spain in 1991. And, and, and I just entered the aircraft. And there's a lady sitting next to me. And, and, and uh, as, as soon as I entered, I just know something about her. That I said, hey, I don't know who the lady was. I've never met her. I said, hey, how are you doing on your twin girls? She started screaming. How do you know that I have twin girls? I said, no, I just knew it just now. As soon as I set my eyes on you, I just knew that you are the mother of twin girls. I just knew that. He said, but tell me, how did you know that? I said, I just, I can't, I don't know how to explain it to you. I just knew that I knew that I knew this. Amen. But this comes as we pray in the Holy Spirit. See, the more you pray in the Holy Spirit, the more your spirit becomes sensitive. Do you know that praying in tongues is the gateway into the other gifts of the Holy Spirit? The word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the gift of healing, prophecy, tongues, interpretation. All these gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gateway into these gifts of the Holy Spirit is as you pray in tongues, your spirit becomes so sensitive to spiritual signals that you can pick up things. You know your spirit man is like an antenna. And sometimes if an antenna is covered, it can't receive anything. But as you pray in the Holy Spirit, your antenna is sharp and you can receive and hear from God very clearly. Am I helping anybody this morning, church? So that's why you've got to pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray. Holy Spirit, I don't know what to do about this. I begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Begin to pray. Oh, how do I go about this? I'm not talking about praying in tongues. Or, not this one. Shatter and then I'm done. You're going to need more than that. <laughs> you go. You're going to need more than that. Shanda, da, 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 da. And that's the end of it. No, 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 no. I'm talking about just staying in one place. Maybe while driving your car. As you're praying in tongues on your way to work, the Holy Spirit will begin to tell you what they are plotting against you, what they are working against you, and it will tell you the move to make, the step to take. They thought you're going to go this way, but then you're going in another area. That's what the Bible said. The believer is like a wind. You are unpredictable. Nobody knows when you are coming or where you are going by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Did I, am I helping anybody this morning, church? Pray in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pray in the Holy Spirit. You want to have a baby? You don't know how to have a baby? You, you've done everything you can from medical point of view? I want you to switch off into another realm. Switch off there. As you begin to pray, there will be, he said, you will hear a voice behind you that will say, this is the way. Turn to the left or turn to the right and walk in it. Can I get an amen, church? Whether it's resources, come on, say amen, church. 
I think I shared with us before about many of, we hosted a man in our old church called Dr. Nasser Sadiqi in our old church. He came to speak for us for four days. He was with us. We started on Sunday morning, Sunday morning, uh, Sunday evening, uh, uh, Monday evening, Tuesday evening, and I think Wednesday evening. We kept, but I will never forget the story he shared with us. How his wife was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And they said she will never have a baby. That, that, that she will never, there was no way out for her. And the wife is in the hospital. I mean, in the hospital, just praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, thank you so much. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Interceding in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. And do you know as you pray in the Holy Spirit, the Lord sometimes will interpret the words back to you. Sometimes they answer. Have you ever prayed in the Holy Spirit and you find yourself saying something? So where did this come from? That came from your praying in the Holy Spirit. That's the answer you were seeking for. And, and while she was praying in tongues, she began to hear this word. Eat more peaches. Eat more carrots. Eat more peaches. Eat more carrots. She said, what? She called her husband and said, honey, I'm just hearing this word. I need to eat more peaches. I need to eat more carrot. And guess what? They began to blend it. She began to eat it. See, it's one thing for the Holy Spirit to give you the solution. And it's another thing for you to say, that ain't for me. I, I, that doesn't taste right. Well, guess what? I don't care how they taste. Come on, are you with me now, church? Because don't you tell us what to do. Man, that's nasty. Nasty is the solution for what you're going through. You better smoke it, drink it, juice it. I don't care what you have to do with it. You do that. Don't let your, 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 how do you call it? Your taste board dictate to you. Don't let, don't amplify your taste board above the voice of the Holy Spirit and what it's telling you. And one thing with the Holy Spirit, he will speak to you, but he's not going to keep arguing with you about the same thing. If you argue with him, he say, fine, you got it, you got it, I'm, 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 you can go. And if you look at our picture today, the multiple sclerosis reversed. She had children. She still travels around the world today with her husband preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on, are you with me in our church? Where did it come from? Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying the Holy Spirit. Because, oh man, I don't know what I want to talk about this morning. But the more you pray in the Holy Spirit, the more sensitive your spirit becomes. You know, about what to do with your son. Even right now, concerning your son, here is the word of knowledge for, for somebody. For somebody, I don't know if you're here on streaming live, but the Lord said, concerning your son, so I want you to spend more time with me praying in the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to show you exactly what to do to reverse the situation that is such a stress and a burden on your life right now. That's what God is telling you right now. That, but if you spend time with me and just pray in the Holy Spirit and be sensitive to me, I'm going to download in your spirit, man, the necessary step you need to take. Because the answer is already present. That answer is already available. And when you pray in the Holy Spirit, that gives you access into what God has already made available. Oh, here is another word. As you pray in the Holy Spirit, I'll give you access to know some of what I know. Not all of them. I'm just going to give you a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom concerning the particular thing you're going through. 
If it will seek my face in the area of your health, if it will seek me with all of your heart, says the Lord, in the area of your health, even when medication has failed, even though medication is no longer working, I have not failed. My word still works. The world may run out of answers. I never run out of answers. The world may run out of solutions, says the Lord. I never run out of solution. When you come to me, I'm the source and the fountain of all knowledge of all solution of all answers i am i am the author of solutions so come to me i have the answer i have the solution that you need to turn things around see as the spirit of the law come on let's worship him this morning for his word jesus we thank you this morning we praise you this morning we glorify you this morning in the name of jesus christ Thank you, Father. Amen. Did you get that this morning, church? So the wisdom of God is available for us. God's wisdom is available for us. As we pray in the Holy Spirit, as we pray in the Holy many of you are feeling that river in your spirit, man, already. But I need to pray more in the Holy Spirit. We need to pray, pray more. You know, the pandemic has really done a number on a lot of people. You used to be, pray, your prayer life used to be there. But because of this and that, we need to get back there. Don't let the world tell you that that's just a bunch of gibberish. Well, if, if God said do it, then he knows something about, about praying in the Holy Ghost that you don't know about. Hallelujah. And as we pray in the Holy Spirit, as you pray in the Holy Spirit, oh my God, as you begin to pray, as you begin to pray, before the devil figure out what you're doing, you've already moved into the house. Did you get this, church? Before he figure out what you've been praying for, you've driven off of the car lot. While he's still trying to figure out what's going on, what's going on. That's what happened to Jesus. He was trying to figure out what happened at the death and the burial of Jesus Christ. While he was trying to figure it out, here comes the resurrection. And that was his undoing in life. Come on, stand to your feet this morning, church. We're going to pray this very morning by the Holy Spirit. Come on, I thank you. Those of you at home watching us on Streamilla, you stand up too. When we stand up, you stand up with us. You join us as well. Stand up to your feet on Streaming Live and join us today as we pray. Amen. Listen to me. This month, you cannot be stranded. You will not be stranded. You will never be stranded. I say it again. This month of May, you cannot be stranded. You will never be stranded concerning your son concerning your daughter concerning your family concerning your health you will not be stranded because you will know exactly what to do say amen this morning church hallelujah hallelujah see here's what i'm sensing many of you you are you are here in this room or you're on streaming life and you have a health situation and, 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 and for some of you, the medication you've been using has now become used to your system. And so it's not producing any effect. There is no result. It's not doing what it's supposed to do anymore in your body. And some of you doctors have really written you off and given up on you and say, from scientific point of view, from medical point of view, there is no answer for this thing here. There is no answer solution for what you're going through but what the lord is saying to us 
that they may have run out of answers. They may have run out of solutions. But God said, but I don't run out of solutions. I don't run out of what to do to turn your situation around. I want you to get ready because in this month of May, there's going to be movement in your life. There's going to be progress in your life. Your health is going to spring forth speedily. In beginning from this very month, even your marriage, there's somebody watching me and, and, and in your marriage, you've been having issues in your, so much arguing and bickering in your marriage, so much going on, so much the more than now you're contemplating divorce. And God said, the answer is in my word. You know, he said, from his mouth, praise God. From his mouth proceeds wisdom. Every time we open up the Bible, that's God opening his mouth. And wisdom will begin to come out of that. Come on, say amen this morning, church. Lord, we thank you. Can we just begin to praise him this morning? Open up your mouth and say, Lord Jesus, thank you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, that he has been made our wisdom. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. The God, Jesus, is the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is the word of God and the word of God is Jesus Christ because you received him and you become born again. Wisdom is resident on the inside of you. You are now operating in the wisdom of God. Just bless his name this morning. Father, we thank you. Lord Jesus, we praise you. We exalt you. We worship you, Jesus. You have been made unto us wisdom. You have been made unto us answers, solutions. We cooperate with you. We partner with you. We rely on you even now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you now. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for tuning in to the message brought to you today by Overcomers Christian Fellowship. If this message has been a blessing to you, will you consider partnering with us? Your financial contribution will go towards furthering the gospel here in the United States and abroad. Overcomers Christian Fellowship greatly appreciates your contribution and pray that it is met a hundredfold. May God's countenance shine upon you and his hand steadily be upon your life. You can connect with our ministry by visiting www.ocfinternational.org.